and what Alex did was is he went and just grabbed some buckets from the store and just asked for the business. He just went out and talked to people and asked and starts starts his own business with with no previous experience owning a business and just gets out there and puts in the work and puts in the grind and puts in the hustle to get out there and do something as opposed to the loser mentality of sitting on your ass and complaining, which is what a lot of people do instead of getting out there and doing some work. Moments with Puzz, brought to you by Get Your Ass to Work, something that everyone can enjoy. Now on to the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Alexander Garcia. He's the owner of Gracie Humayata Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu here in Reno, uh, Alexander came from Rio de Janeiro in in Brazil, and he's been in the U.S. In fact, I'm going to let him tell the story better than me. And he is a father, an entrepreneur, a teacher, a business owner, loves being in the U.S.A. So we wanted to bring him on the podcast today to talk a little bit about his journey because he literally came from nothing. We're talking about washing windows, working at restaurants, now the owner of a very preeminent Brazilian jiu-jitsu school and business owner here in Reno. So, Alex, thank you for being on the show today. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. I really, you know, I really enjoy, like you said, being in the United States. My dream, you know, and it's not a joke because I'm here now with you guys. Yeah. It's just I'm being myself, you know, and feel comfortable here in this country. It's, uh, it's amazing, an amazing country with amazing people here rather than what our government tell about you guys. You know, it's people usually in the third world countries, they, the government, they try to bash. Yeah, that's really funny. Let's start there because, I mean, you, you came from a place that's very beautiful, but also has a lot of like crime and violence. Exactly. Okay. And so what you're saying here is that the government down there talks badly or poorly about you, the U.S. Yeah, many yeah. people, the people that, you know, they, they don't know Americans, they would say like, you know, oh, they're stuck up, you know, and I, you know, my dad... You know, uh, grew up saying you need to you need to get out of this country and go to U.S. That's where you you should you know have your future. And I used to hear a lot of you know uh, hist- history teachers in Brazil telling me like you know the Americans were you know were kind of you know stuck up. They were not humble. I believe you know there's not about Americans. I believe anywhere in the world, depending how you grew up, you're gonna be that way. It's you know, I completely disagree. Living in the United States, I completely disagree with what, what you hear in schools. Yeah. You know, not all schools, but, you know, and it just says the same in the United States. You know, sometimes, you know, we'll disagree with other countries and the schools will teach you that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, going to the point, uh, growing up in Brazil was amazing. You know, uh, I thought about coming to U.S. and uh, make my life here. And uh, with people telling me, oh, don't go there because, you know, you are from a third, third world country. People won't really respect you. They will look down on you like they do with the rest of the world. And coming here, I proved all of them that they were wrong. I made my best friends here in the United States. 
People are amazing here. People are very good, very loyal. For sure, you know, we, have, we come from different cultures. I believe uh, we are more like we hug, we kiss in Brazil. Here, people are a little bit more step back into that till they meet you. Once they meet you, I think they become your best friends. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. People do stand off a, a little, little bit, bit more it's confrontational until, yeah, until yeah. you know who they are, and yeah. then it's we come from, lovely. you know, uh, you know, we were immigrate, we were uh, colonized. Sorry, my English by Portuguese, and you know, um, and we are very, we have a lot of Italians in Brazil, and we are very, we hug, we kiss. You know, we're very affectionate. Yeah. And uh, uh, in the United States, it, 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 you guys are, but in a different way. You know, once you get to know the person, then you guys joke a lot, have a good time. <laughs> in Brazil, it's more upfront. We are already joking with you, no matter if you know, if we know you or not. Right, yeah. right. A little bit more open down there. So what was interesting that I heard you say was that your dad said you should go to the U.S. and you were thinking you wanted to be in the U.S. but the government maybe had some other ideas because they don't want people leaving the country maybe or I mean you're talking about the Brazilian yeah government yeah well the Brazilian government actually you know they want uh they don't really care okay you know actually it was the American government that we have a problem to come here like I believe if you're if you're from any country Okay, uh, United States, they put, a, and I don't think you guys are wrong about that because everybody wants to have their American dream. So imagine if you just allowed everyone and anyone to come here without a background check, it would be a mess. The country would be a mess here. So yeah. I agree with what you guys do, do a background check and everything. So uh, I passed and everything. I came here on a. You got lucky. No, I didn't, they didn't I find out. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I was being a good guy in uh, growing up in, in with a good family. My dad was very poor, and my dad always taught me about being honest, integrity, and respect people, and I always respect those ones that don't have, because those ones that don't have, unfortunately, they couldn't make it. But they, you have to respect from the guy who pick up the trash on the street to everyone. You have to be nice to everyone from your heart, you know. And uh, with that being said, you know, I learned a lot from my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my family, how to respect people. And uh, once you respect, you can become a successful person. Right. So, I, I mean, Rio de Janeiro is a little bit different as far as like crime and everything. I mean, it's a rough place to grow up, would you say? I mean, it just different because we've had some conversations before we were talking about like, you may not want to drive a really nice car down there and be seen, you know, like you have some money because you know, people will take it from you. Is that true? I mean, yes, it's very true. Okay, in Brazil, you cannot show you have too much money because, uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the government, they're, they're very corrupt, okay? And I'm talking about unbelievable corrupt. And uh, we are trying to change that. You know, I'm not going into the politics right now. Sure. But we are trying to change that. Hopefully, it will be changed on October 28th, which is my birthday. We're going to have a new election, you know, and hopefully, we're going to elect the best uh, for the country. Yeah. I'm not going to go and tell who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll keep that quiet. But so why was it that you decided and your father was giving you advice? Why the U.S.? What, why was it your dream to come Well, uh, to I'm sorry. Country? I kind of lost the idea here what, we're, what we were talking about. You were talking about violence yeah. and why coming to the United States. My dad thought, like, you know, uh, United States, you, you guys uh, – and I'm American citizen now, by the way. Uh, you guys have would pay, have the best pay in the world. You guys value 
the work, you guys value doctors, you guys value uh, uh, lawyers, you guys value everything, and everything is well paid. Everybody pretty much, you know, compared to the poor countries, you guys take care of people here. So they encourage, you know, uh, uh, anyone to come and live here. And my dad told me, you know, also that Brazil, since he was a kid, it was the country, the future country. And this future, I'm 43. Two years old, like I said, October 28th, I'm going to be 43. I haven't seen this future yet. Hopefully, like I said, again, with the new president, things will change. And I, I just got, you know, discouraged with the country. I used to work for Sam's Club there as a manager, mm -hmm. as a marketing coordinator. I was doing really good until they, you know, to leave because they couldn't afford to pay me. So I was a little, you know, a little bit down. I wouldn't say depressed, but a, a little bit down, you know, once you make good money. For Brazil was good at that time, and then you, you they cut that money from you and say like you know we're gonna let you go we can't afford to pay you the company's not doing as good in Brazil, so I was a little bit depressed, and my father said son don't be depressed my mother said God is with you and we're gonna figure out something for you so on that day you know I was really down my dad came to me and said why don't you go to US I think it's your chance. You know, and uh, I was like, okay, uh, I don't have any money. You know, can you pay for me? And my dad is a doctor, came from a very poor family in Brazil, studied a lot to make it where he is right now. He's not rich, but he has a stable life. And to have a stable life in the poor countries, it means a lot, okay? And uh, my dad gathered, got the money, and my grandfather helped me and sent me to U.S., so you came to the U.S. Do you have any family here? I didn't. I have some family, but then they're not very close because my family, we come from an Italian family and Hispanic family uh, from Spain and, Port and Portugal, mm -hmm. okay? And uh, we don't have a huge family in U.S. We don't have. We have family, but it's a further, you know, they live in Miami, but they're not very close to me. So how'd you end up in Reno? I came here to snowboard. In South Lake Tahoe, yeah, which I never done. You yeah. know, we don't have snow in Brazil, okay, mostly in Rio de Janeiro. So I came here to snowboard. I end up seeing the quality of life. That's when my dad sent me here, the quality of life. And I decided, huh, you know, I might, might stay here, open a business, and uh, get my things together because Brazil, I don't see any future for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So you came here. Um, what did you do when you got here? I mean, you didn't really have any family. You, you got to the you got to the United States. Just started picking up jobs at work. What what kind of jobs were you doing? Sure. Yeah. I came here to US first. I came here uh, legally. Mm -hmm. I came here legally with a J1 visa. It was a student visa. Mm -hmm. Okay, which people come here to work and then you know they come back. And uh, fortunately, I. I saw the, the, the opportunity. I was, I remember my first Christmas, I was at McDonald's in South Lake Tahoe. I was looking at the windows and I was like, I think I can clean these windows. Yeah, I don't, these windows are dirty. I see opportunity here. I was nervous at the same time to approach people and ask if they would like to have their windows cleaned. I didn't know. At that time, I was not a, a business person. And then I, I went to Walmart I got the bucket, I got the squeegee, I got the one, whatever you guys call, to, you know, clean the windows. And uh, I just thought, I'm going to do this right now. It's either all or nothing. 
I went to, I did not end up going to McDonald's. I went to other places. I went to a few uh, supermarkets, a few uh, grocery stores, and I, I was impressed with my, with my way to talk to people. It's not like right now I have a microphone. I get a little bit nervous when I'm talking. Yeah. I'm way more outgoing than what I am right now talking. Yeah. I just feel, I think anyone feels uncomfortable putting a microphone or a camera on you. <laughs> yeah. You start getting nervous. So yeah. my apologies. But anyways, going back to the subject, I got a few business and uh, I talked to the owners. The owners saw I was very uh, charismatic and I, I really want to make it. They right away, they're like, where are you from? I was like, I'm from Brazil. He's like, you seem very, you know, a uh, uh, hard worker. I want to help you. So that's why I'm going back and saying, like, how, how American people, they helped me to make in this country. They were all helping me, okay? Yeah. So, so you, you saw the need for some windows to be cleaned at McDonald's, and that day you decided, you know what, I'm just going to go get some buckets, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ask people around town exactly if they need their windows cleaned, and that's how you started a window cleaning Company. business. And did you start a business before this, or did you have any? No, I didn't have any business before. I was working as a busser, okay? I was working as a busser at Macaroni Grill. Yeah. I used to work for Heavenly, Resorts got paid almost nothing, but I was happy at that time. It was good money for me, so I can't complain. It was was amazing. I was getting paid six seventy five at that time, sixteen years ago. I was really happy. People say money doesn't bring in happiness. I disagree with you. <laughs> it's because I, I I used to say the same thing. Money doesn't bring happiness. You know why I would say that? There's a loser mentality. <laughs> I was. I didn't. I I was not considering myself a loser, but in my mind, I was like, "Oh, I didn't make it, so I have to find an excuse to say that 675 it was enough for me, living paycheck through paycheck, and money doesn't make it happiness." So I disagree with that. Yeah, uh, I I really got to point that out. So for anybody who's listening who has at one time thought that they wanted to start a business but they didn't know how. Alex right here just told us he went to, what did you go, Walmart or I went to, Walgreens? I went to, I actually, I had it all. I had a, I had a, a Boston Market. Used to, I used to clean them. You know, uh, not just the windows. I used to pressure wash because I, the, the second thought came like, oh, I can clean clean windows. And then I saw the floor is dirty. Oh, man, I can get pressure washer. And then I started grow, growing my business. You know, so uh, it was uh, Boston Market. You know, I was cleaning uh, 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 Walgreens. I was cleaning all the Save Marts, you know. And uh, it used to be, I forgot the name of the company. Save Mart used to be, uh, I forgot. Anyways, I used to clean all these companies. And I was making quite a lot of money for me at that time. I used to make like five grand a month. For me, it was amazing. Five grand, it was like, oh man, I'm living the American dream. And I thought I can make it more. And I uh, start working harder and harder, getting more business. Unfortunately, you know, like for everyone, I didn't feel like a loser because in 2000, if I'm not mistaken, in 2008, 9, 10, 11, the, the, the economy here went downhill. So I lost everything. Funny thing, that was April 1st. Save Mart called me. Like, you guys say April Fool, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, we can't, we can't have you cleaning here anymore. And then back to back, all the companies start canceling. And I got desperate like every single American. 
but I, at least I didn't feel that I was the last, the only one. Right. Uh, it was everybody struggling with money. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And the point I was going to make is, you know, everybody has some fears about either starting a business or leaving a job that they're at that's comfortable. And and what Alex did was is he went and just grabbed some buckets from the store and just asked for the business. He just went out and talked to people and asked and starts starts his own business with with no previous experience owning a business and just gets out there and puts in the work and puts in the grind and puts in the hustle to get out there and do something as opposed to the loser mentality of sitting on your ass and complaining, which is what a lot of people do instead of getting out there and doing some work. So, I mean, that's funny, that's Funny amazing. thing, Daniel, I was so nervous about cleaning windows that I went to my apartment that I used to live on Kitsuki Lane and I started cleaning the windows on my own apartment to see if it would work. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Wow, man. Great. So anyway, you got into this window cleaning business. Eventually, it kind it went of, down it, because it, of the economy. It went downhill because of the economy. Let's get into uh, jujitsu. Sure. Where, uh, where did that start? And then let's talk about how you ended up opening a school. I was 27 years old when I came to U.S. It was exactly December 2002. Okay. I moved to U.S. I used to train jiu-jitsu in Brazil. I grew up doing jiu-jitsu in Brazil with Master Hoyler Gracie, which is still today my master. And uh, I started training in a local school, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu again, because I, I, had, I, I had to kind of stabilize my life financially. Not rich, you know, I'm not rich. I still am not rich, but I, I do pretty well. And I thought about... Going back to the to the, my hobbies, which is was practicing jujitsu, uh, doing you know martial arts. Yeah. So uh, I was in a local school and um, I was like practicing with my friends, and I I had a thought. It's like you know, I think I can do this. I'm gonna open my own school. You know, I'm a good salesperson, and uh, I think I'm a quite a good talker. You know, and uh, I think I'm good with people. I can. I can open a school and become successful. And a lot of people at that time, you know, like anyone, the most successful people that you meet, they'll say a lot of people drag you down. A lot of people, a lot of haters, they say, tell you you can't do it. You cannot do it. Yeah. You will not make it. You will not make it. You cannot do it. I just for I just didn't not listen to them. I was like, I'm in love with the arts. I love the arts. I'm from Brazil. I have a good background in jiu-jitsu, in Gracie jiu-jitsu, and I'm going to make this work. So uh, a local fighter from Reno, Ken Shamrock, mm -hmm. I stopped by his school and I asked for a job. Ken Shamrock was not there at that time. And uh, I believe his uh, manager, Lance, forgot his last name, he offered, we are looking for a Brazilian that can teach uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu here. And at that time, I was a brown belt, almost a black belt, okay? I did get my black belt in Brazil. I went back to Brazil to get my black belt, but I was a brown belt at that time. So uh, Ken, Ken Shamrock, a UFC fighter, uh, he told me, like, Alex, you, can you work here for a week, you know, free, and see how, how we like it? If you see a good instructor, you may be good at jiu-jitsu, but you may not be a good instructor. So I stayed there for one week, for free, they love it. Ken, Shamrock, his wife, his whole family, they really like me. 
And uh, the students really like me too. So I decided to go teach there. Unfortunately, Ken's business was not doing so well and they had to let me go. And uh, I wish them, you know, the best, but they had to let me go. You couldn't, couldn't afford to pay me and they ended up closing the school. I opened my own school and uh, because I already had a lot of followers, people that really liked me, you know, and since Ken had no longer the school, some of the people follow me and I ended up uh, opening my very small school, very tiny school. I used to go out of Sports West, athletic club, did it from Sports West. She bought me some mats, you know, some professional mats, gave me, gave me some space at her gym to start my career, what I really want to do. And on the side, I was still doing my cleaning. Did he bought the mats, I pay her back, always honestly. Like my family said, be honest, value people. And to this day, I value her a lot, what she done for me. So you were working your other job, cleaning. You're doing the cleaning business and trying to get this jujitsu hustle going on the side. And along the way, some people came out and helped you. along the way so we always talk about this and I know I've mentioned it a few times before but I can't I can't say it enough when people see you helping yourself they want to be a part of your success and they will join in and help you get to where you're going it's just amazing as opposed to being a complainer and sitting sitting at home whining about how you don't make enough money nobody comes to help those people people help those who are helping themselves and that sounds a little bit like what happened for you here here in this country, whether it was cleaning windows and people helped you out and gave you work or people helped you getting your own mats for, you know, so so you could open up your school. Like I mentioned to you, uh, it completely doesn't make sense what people in Brazil say about Americans. Everyone, God first, and everyone else helped me in this country. So I'm tell, talking about every door that God closed for me, it was open a better door. Every single thing, people that that hate me, they try to destroy my life. God, somehow they help me. Even the haters, sometimes they were they were able to help me somehow. And uh, at the same time, the things were working for me, and people were dragging me down. And I was like, no, I'm gonna make it because God is above all. So tell us. A little bit about jujitsu, just briefly what it is. It's not this magical martial art form where people fall down. You really can break people's necks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can hurt people. So, Well, when I arrived in the United States, not a lot of people, like I mentioned to you guys in 2002, December 2002, I arrived in the U.S., and a lot of people did not know about Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, okay? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Nobody knew what it was about. And um, in 2000. Eight, six, UFC started growing a lot. And uh, the Gracie family used to own UFC. They sold, I believe, I'm sorry if I'm saying something wrong, but uh, Horian Gracie used to own uh, the UFC. And then they sold to the Frontier Brothers. Okay, that's as far as I know. And now Dana White's taking over the face of the UFC. And uh, it started growing a lot. So pretty much UFC promoters okay, promote the art of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu when Hoist Gracie was over there, okay, going against Ken Shamrock, going against a lot of other guys. And, and fortunately for us, fortunately, 
because of Hoyce Gracie, Helio Gracie and the Gracie family, we are what we are now. now. So about the actual art itself, just a little bit about it. How would you compare it to some of the other forms of martial arts that are out there, wrestling, boxing, for people who don't know about sure. jiu-jitsu? Uh, wrestling is this, I would say, is the sibling of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, it's very, very, uh, 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 it's on the ground. So we will pretty much what we do is do a double leg, a single leg, or a clinch. We take the person to the ground. We do not want to hurt anyone. Okay, that's why a lot of uh, a lot of officers they train with us. Okay, not just in my school, in local local schools, because they cannot use the punch or the kicking. Okay, and if you do train punching and kicking, in order to prove that punching and kicking works, you have to knock your friend out to prove that works that you're better than him. With Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, okay, it doesn't work that way. We are grappling all the way. It's just no striking involved or no kicking and I go for arm bar on you you tap that means I submit you I won so that's the best way you know comparing to other martial arts to show that Gracie Jiu-Jitsu it's I'm not taking any credit for any martial art I believe any martial arts good but Gracie Jiu-Jitsu was proven it's just not missing it's proven on the UFC by Hoist Gracie that above all the martial arts at that time Gracie Jiu-Jitsu um it was dominant. Yeah, so so why is it so popular? I mean, why is jujitsu coming out? And you can find it almost everywhere now, whereas, you know, maybe 10 years ago, there was a few schools maybe here and there. If you lived in a strange part of the country, you probably couldn't even find jujitsu. Why is it so popular in, in a, growing, a growing martial art? Maybe one of the most popular that you can find around these days. I agree with you, uh, Daniel. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu is growing unbelievable crazy. Actually, the last time I saw it is the most growing sport in the world, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, okay? The reason is that it's a game. It's fun. You're not there just hurting your friend. You're doing like kind of a... Do you know... Do you play chess? Yeah. Sometimes chess. You're, you're playing, you're moving your game up to go for an arm bar, and sometimes you switch to a back. So you're playing there. It's a game. So that's why it's so fun and so unique comparing to the other martial arts, okay? Like I said, we don't take any credit for martial arts, for the other martial arts. It's just like people, they're stuck in with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. They're getting stuck with that. It's because it's addicting. It really is addicting, you know? You can speak for yourself. You came to me and uh, told me about, I would like to train Jiu-Jitsu. You had a, and you came and said, like, Alex, I would like to pay 60 class. I was like, no, I don't want your money. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Is that okay for us to talk about that? Sure, yeah, go ahead You and came to that. me and said, I want to pay you $6,000 up front. And I was like, I don't want your money. I want to make sure that, I didn't tell you, but I want to make sure that I like you as a person and you like me as a person. The money at that, at that time was not a factor because I'd rather to have a good friend than take your money and you're going to be annoying me in class. <laughs> you remember that, right? No, it's true. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, money, like I said, money is very important, but it's not everything. Yeah, so I came in, I was looking for, for private classes and my thought process was, well, if I'm going to start this, I'm not going to quit. So I'm just going to go ahead and pay for it up front so that I don't find a reason to not go or to back out. Not that that's in my nature to quit. But, you know, Alex wanted to make sure if he's going to be spending that much time with me that I wasn't going to irritate irritate him <laughs> while he had to spend 60 sessions with me. And the whole reason, I mean, this goes back to business. The whole reason why I connected with Alex 
was because I was I was looking for any sort of MMA or jujitsu um, schools in the Reno area. And so, of course, like anybody else, I'm doing my research online. And I go ahead and I call a few places and nobody calls me back. So finally, I, I get on the phone and get a hold of somebody and I ask them, you know, hey, can you guys, is it possible anybody's training at 5 a.m.? I just started finding anybody who, who would train at 5 a.m. and nobody trains that early here in Reno that I could find. Well, I, I filled out an online form for, for Alex's school here in, here in South Reno. And Alex called me back within a couple of hours and I didn't answer my phone. I got his voicemail and, you know, he left me a, a voicemail and his very, uh, you know, his uh, Portuguese accent. Yeah, very <laughs> deep accent. And I didn't answer it. But then he called me back later on that day without me calling him. He, again, followed up twice on it. And I thought, you know what, this guy's probably serious. I'm like, okay, that's my game in real estate is follow-up. So if this guy's called me back, he's serious, at least in my mind, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. So I called him up and I asked him right away, can you do 5am? He said, yeah, I can do 5am. I'm like, we're on. I'm like, so he said, why don't you come in the next day? He was sizing me up. Yeah. He just wanted to size me up, measure me up, make sure that, you know, he wasn't getting stuck with uh, a weirdo. And so I went in the next day and then we got started the following week, which was the, the business side of what you do for your school is why we ended up connecting was because you followed up and the other schools didn't. So anybody who's listening to this in Reno know that, hey, someone gives you a call, you got to follow up. And that's not jujitsu. I mean, that's business for anybody in business. Answer your phone, follow up. And just because they didn't answer the phone the first time, call them again. Well, a lot of people think you're going to be annoying. A lot of business owners, they think, I don't want to call that person I already called and I already left a message. Well, if they contact you first, it's because they want to talk to you. If they, you contact them twice or three times or ten times, they did not answer. Something happened, but you got to keep trying to get a hold of them. That's what I learned in marketing. you got to hustle. you got to go ahead until I won't give up until I get to talk to you. And if you say, stop calling me, that's when I'm going to stop. That's it. But there is a, if you tell me to stop calling you, there is something wrong with you because you're the one who called me first, Right? You call me for business, and I'm trying to earn your business. So never give up. So as, as far as people who are not involved in jiu-jitsu or MMA or really working out or anything like that, but they've had an interest or they've heard about jiu-jitsu, uh, what is your advice for, for new people who are just starting and want to get into some sort of physical activity? Sure. What, what would you say to them and what, what tips could you give them on getting well, involved? Well, first of all, find a, find a school. You know, you find a school, either jiu-jitsu or any sports, because I believe sports is very good for your mind. I believe that's one of the reasons, Daniel, you, you look for sports, because life day by day can be very stressful. And uh, you, need, you need to work out, you need to swim, you need to do some kind of a sport. Uh, the advice that I give is, the, is that you look for what you like. It doesn't need to be Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. You look for whatever you like. Either it's soccer, if it's tennis, you got to find happiness in what you like. I'm not trying to sell here Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. But for sure you should try, you know, at least one, okay? It's the, like we mentioned, it's the most growing sport 
and uh, a lot of kids before they used to go to other martial arts my phone doesn't stop ringing Gracie Jiu Jitsu is the new change even Kelly Slater okay which is a surfer yeah someone's familiar with that champion surfer. World, fa world famous champion surfer he's he said if you're gonna put your kid in any sport putting Gracie Jiu Jitsu first sport yeah I noticed that and so when I go into um, when I go into the school there's the kids class right before the adults at 6:15 Monday through Friday and the kids classes are packed I mean you've got a lot of kids of all age ranges yes. in there doing from four years old from four years old I'll say to 11 12 13 we keep there in the kids class after that depending on their size and their skills we put in the adult class okay um, so if if a parent wants to get their kid active in some sort of martial art take them down to Grace Maita Jiu Jitsu. Mm -hmm. uh, we are located at 9333 Double R Boulevard, Suite 1100. Okay, you guys are more than welcome to bring uh, either yourself, or the adults the, uh, listening to this podcast, or you can bring your kid. Okay, uh, look for Alexander Garcia or Ryan Jenner John, is my business partner. Um, you guys are more than welcome to stop by. We have a great facility. Okay, we offer a class for adults and kids any age yeah and so jujitsu for me so far i've i've been working out for a long time i'm in really great cardiovascular shape i lift weights and i have for years and i'll tell you what i get my ass kicked every single time i go in there i mean you you put yourself through the workout that you want and of course i make it harder on myself but it is not easy no. necessarily i mean it it, you can go in there and just take a class, learn some techniques, and, and get active, get a good little workout in, or you can go all out and, exactly. and really put yourself through some challenges. You'll definitely lose weight, you know, doing this part. By itself, just doing jiu-jitsu, even though you eat your hamburger, you're going to lose for sure some way, <laughs> <laughs> okay? But my advice is that, you know, you go come to class, eat healthy, jiu-jitsu is a lifestyle. If, you, if you're into, it's going to change your life. I know about a lot of people that had depression, they did uh, jiu-jitsu, and they, it changed their life. I know a lot of people that were you know, uh, doing drugs, and they went to jiu-jitsu, it changed their life. I know, know people that were depressed. I know people that all kinds of nature, and jiu-jitsu really changed their life. Okay? It's just a matter of you finding what you love. It can be jiu-jitsu, it can be soccer, it can be anything, but jiu-jitsu somehow, uh, this the the sport jiu-jitsu or jiu-jitsu for street because we have two kinds of jiu-jitsu we have sport jiu-jitsu like i mentioned to you daniel i was going to be teaching you both okay i'm certified by hoyler gracie for the self-defense the street self-defense so uh what daniel goes with me you learn both right yeah and that's one of the best parts for me is going in there is it's it's something newer for me and i get to go in there and I get to um, get choked out and, and get locked up pretty good. <laughs> I leave class exhausted, but everyone's really nice. Everyone couldn't be more friendly in exactly. the class. I mean, everybody is willing to help you learn and, and likes to show you ways you can get better and, and, and be better at the art. But then they'll also choke you out five minutes later. So that's kind of the fun part. Or arm of bars, going in or there, ankle arm bars, or knee bars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's. I mean, it's more. It, it, 
it's like infinite number of, of ways and moves to learn and it doesn't end. It, it keeps evolving exactly. as, as it goes. So tell me about your business partner, Ryan, because one of my favorite stories that you told me from some of our conversations was the fact that you brought Ryan on to your business as a young, a very young adult. Exactly. And See, I believe he was 17, 16 or 17 years old, if I'm not mistaken. 16 or 17 years old and gave him an opportunity. Yeah. And what I what I like about the story was that he was able to get that opportunity to have ownership in a business because he he's was only gonna, 26 years old now. Yeah. Still be, very young. Because he's a very young guy. And now he's part owner of a very successful business, but he was willing to put in the work and, yes. and get in there and, and do the grind. But you were able to provide him that opportunity because you were doing well. And so the the point that I'm getting to is that through success, you're able to provide success and opportunities to other people. Exactly. So tell us about Ryan and kind of his Well, I'm going to talk, talk about uh, for the business owners out there, uh, you want to be successful, help other people. Because when you help other people, you just show what a great person you are and the universe helps you provides more to you because that's what God wants. God's one, God wants you to help people. Okay, don't be greedy about the money only for you. At the end, people will know. People will read your face. They'll say, this guy, I don't want to work for this guy because he just want the money for him. Rather than helping people, successful people, the most successful people in the world, they have a, story, a history, history, yeah. a story, history yeah. of helping other people. Successful people, they're charismatic most successful people they're charismatic and if you guys know about charismatic people they're they say hi to everyone they're always happy even if they're sad they'll hide that they'll they'll show you the best that they can they want other people to be successful and that's what it makes you successful so if i would become a billionaire you know there is nothing else to achieve because you already got the best house it's not my case please but if you ever get there, a lot of people, they get into drugs, depressed, because they already achieve everything. And the human, the humans, they need more. They want to achieve more. But me, I think if I would become a millionaire, I would help other people. So I would help animals. I love animals. I would help people that can't afford. I would help. I wouldn't give them the fish. I would give them the pool and teach them how to fish. Okay? Because you don't want to disable that person. By giving food, you're not helping anyone. You're just helping him to be lazy. You got to teach them how to fish. If he doesn't want it, it's not your fault. Don't blame on you. And going back to Ryan, Ryan wants the pool. Okay, he wants to learn how to fish. Very smart kid, Ryan Jr. John. Very smart kid. Went to me, went with me to Brazil. Okay, uh, three years ago, four years ago, it was him. Uh, James Nava, another, another guy that is into the real estate. Good friend of mine. And uh, Jim Clauser. So these three guys, they took them to Brazil, stay in my house. And for me, it's a big deal taking people to my house in Brazil. So they were considered good friends. And uh, I told my mom, I'm like, mom, Ryan's going to run the business with me. He's unbelievable practitioner. He knows a lot about jiu-jitsu. He's a nerd. He's very smart. Okay. And usually, sometimes when you see Gracie jiu-jitsu, you see the guys like skinny. Don't mess with them. The big guys, maybe, they may be scary, but the... Skinny ones, they look like nerds. Those are the dangerous ones. Okay, and that's Ryan right there. So Ryan runs a successful school with me. I thought about helping him. And he said, Alex, I don't have 
25%. I don't have the percentage to become an owner with you. I was like, don't worry. You work for me for free for a few years, and I'll put the 25% with you. So after a year, year and a half, he was already 25%, and that's all he does for a living. He runs the school with me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that story. And, you know, the point is successful people can help other people. And it's sitting on your ass at home and complaining doesn't help anybody. <laughs> Nobody's going to come help you, and you can't help people. You've, exactly. You've, if you you've don't help turned, yourself, nobody's going to help you. Yeah, you've, you've turned, you know, your your hobby, your art form into a successful business, and in turn, you're able to help other people also be successful, exactly. which, which is cool because what are your plans for the future? I know you have some plans here. Be more successful and help more people. That's all I can tell you right now is that I want to help people. I have students, they want to grow. I want them to grow. I want them to succeed. I have very good people in my school. Uh, the environment there is unbelievable. And I, I want to help those guys. Those guys that are pointing fingers, they know what I'm talking about they know what's going to happen in the future. We we had an interesting discussion one time, and you were talking about the uh, Ray Kroc movie, the story of the McDonald's owner. And we were discussing that, and we were talking about, yeah, you know, of course, your, your jiu-jitsu schools is, is part of the story, but we were also talking about, we're also in the real estate business. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of discuss, you know, your, your thoughts on that. Cause you were telling me and I was like, yeah, exactly right on. And since this is sort of a real estate podcast, we do talk about it. Why did you bring that up that you want to own the buildings and sure, own, sure. own the places? Well, uh, I heard about McDonald. McDonald, they actually, they make their money out of buying the property right. after years. And, you know, they, they probably like, wash it off even i don't know how it goes i'm not i'm not into economy how can i say in english i'm sorry e economist yeah the economy yeah i'm not into that i'm not going deep on that but that's what i heard the mcdonald's you know they they buy a lot of properties they open the the mcdonald's and they make a lot of money through the real estate and i think that is an unbelievable investment and my girl, she helps me a lot. She she kind of pushing me, you know, to purchase my business rather than renting. Okay, it would be a good investment. Right. So rather than put just the money 401k in whatever kind of investment, I think real estate is probably the most, uh, how can I say, get uh, earn back, payback. Your return on investment. My return is going to be uh, very right. good. So in a way. It's something for the future. Yeah, for the future, exactly, because the real estate, the building you buy will appreciate in sure. value as opposed to paying rent to a business owner, exactly. be the business owner and the landowner and have other people pay you rent. So, Sublazing. yeah, you can have a school, but then all the businesses around you pay you also. Exactly. Is that kind of the concept? Yes, that's what we want to do. We want to uh, own the building. And like I said, it's not just own the building. We wanna we don't wanna pay any rent, so we're gonna sublease to other business owners, okay? For sure, on the same segment, on the martial arts or on the we don't want a competition for sure. But I'm saying like fitness. I just talked with Hoyler Gracie over the phone, and uh, hopefully like a fitness and and jujitsu. So we'll, we'll we'll think about it. It's something for the future, but it's uh, we cannot be thinking too much on the future. We gotta live the present. But at the same time, you got to know how to manage that. I just want to stay right now uh, 
on standby on that until it gets close to happen. Then we'll talk more about that. Yeah. So it sounds like in the future you're thinking something along the lines of a fitness center. Exactly. And... A Gracie Fitness Center, mm -hmm. you know, to, to open and then we can, uh, we can uh, get people that are into fitness. Students that are, you know, into the jiu-jitsu, they'll have the fitness for free. And the fitness, if you want to join, you'll pay extra and then you can join the jiu-jitsu. It's something, you know, like I mentioned to you that we've been talking about it. And uh, it will happen pretty soon. Yeah. So um, a couple things I wanted to mention was the competition side of it. So there's the street, the self-defense, which is very effective, by the way. It's a great workout. I leave class completely exhausted, and I can get on a treadmill and go run 10 miles just for fun. I leave there dead. But you guys are doing really well on the competition side as well. I mean, your kids, you had a kid competition. Sure. They went out and they kicked butt. Exactly. And you had a competition down in the Bay Area. We also they won, all went yeah. out there and kicked butt. Talk about the competition side of well, jiu-jitsu for the competition, uh, I try not to encourage too many people to compete because competing is not for everyone. But I do believe everyone should compete at least one because you go through the anxiety, stress, and a kind of a panic because you see the crowd and everybody's looking at you. So uh, that's the closest you can get from to a fight. So I don't want you to go to the street and get, get someone that doesn't know how to fight and go there and kick their butt. I want you to fight someone that knows how to fight. And that's going to cause you for sure anxiety. Okay. So uh, without strike, like I said, you're just no striking, but someone can pull your arm and break. They can get in you. They can choke you. It's up to you if you want to get hurt or not. You can tap. So like I mentioned to you, uh, doing jiu-jitsu and doing the competition helps you a lot at least once. That's what the grace is. They say you should compete at least once in your life to get the anxiety out of the way and to see how it feels for competing. We go to the Bay Area. We go to Vegas. We go everywhere. Sometimes we lose, but most of the time we are doing really good on the competition. Local tournaments, we do very good too. Uh, I just want to thank you for the, the schools in Reno the other jiu-jitsu schools that throw some tournaments so we can we can go and support them, okay? And uh, it helps just the community. It's all about the community. Right, right. Yeah, I'd like to just add in how effective jiu-jitsu is and from, from the standpoint of somebody like myself who is not very involved yet and I have not been doing jiu-jitsu very long, I go into the school and guys who are, you know, 30, weigh 30 pounds less than I am, definitely not in as good a shape, can use the techniques exactly. to, to kick my ass. That's how Helio Gracie did. Yeah. Helio Gracie is the, for whoever doesn't know Helio, he's the father of jiu-jitsu. Okay, he's the one who created Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, okay? And uh, he had a back problem. He had several problems. And he changed the, the, the jiu-jitsu that was well-known for Gracie jiu-jitsu. That's what we know right now, okay, which is for everyone, jiu-jitsu for everyone. If you, if you have any, any kind of a... I've seen, I have friends in Reno, they're disabled and they do jiu-jitsu. They're humongous strong because, unfortunately, with whatever they have, the legs... Uh, they're not capable to move, but those guys have heart because they will fight you, okay? On the, they're already on the ground, so they don't use, use, use the legs. They use their power. So they're good friends. They're out there. God bless them. And they're, you know, they're just an example of pursuit of life. You want to live. You want to be there. You want to do something. Yeah. And so once, once uh, you know, most fights 
do end up on the ground in jujitsu, a lot of it is from the ground. It's gravity. Gravity, yeah. It pulls and you down. Once you get to the ground and you don't know what you're doing on the ground, somebody with some knowledge, they'll they'll tie you up and and submit you pretty quickly. That's a good way to put it. Uh, we are the sharks of the ocean. If you don't know how to swim, we're gonna eat you. So uh, the grounds our territory. The grounds our church. Uh, it's very. It's not very common to know someone that knows how to find on the ground. Why? Because you have a lot of barriers. You don't know. You, you, sometimes the ground's on the way you can't punch if you're on your back because you, have, you don't have the angle. But you can armbar. You can do chokes. You can do heel hooks. You can do toe holds. You can do knee bars. You can do a lot of things. That's why Jiu-Jitsu is so incredible and unique. You know, the art of Jiu-Jitsu is unbelievable. Mostly, I would say for the women out there, the women, sorry, not the women's, I'm sorry. <laughs> the women out there, uh, if you're getting attacked on the street, the positions that we go in jiu-jitsu, that's what you're going to be using out there to defend yourself. Guard, if you don't know what is guard, please come to class and check it out. Close guard, open guard, okay? That's how uh, a woman will be attacked. And if she's doing great jiu-jitsu, she's going to be in that position all the time with guys grappling with her or she's grappling with another girl, and she will know, oh, it's another day at the school, I'm going to know how to defend myself without even thinking. Right, and it was proven in the UFC that um, being on your back was not a bad position. Not at all. It was actually a position of strength because exactly. once you know the techniques, you uh, can apply. You can apply it, and you can stop a, an attacker pretty, pretty effectively Very effective. and disable Very effective. them. I agree with you. Yeah, I have to agree with that. It's, uh, it's, it just changed my life. Is there anything you want to talk about or any questions you want me to ask you? No, I just want to thank you guys, you know, and uh, like I mentioned to you guys in the beginning, listen to your dreams. If you have a dream, it's because God put that dream on, on your mind. And uh, don't give up. Pursue, like the movie, Pursue of Happiness. Have you guys seen that movie with the son? The, what is his name? Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith with his son. Kind of reminds me of my life. Oh, I had nothing and I was with my son around hustling carrying him and going to teach him fairly, going to teach everywhere to try to make my living. And even with haters telling me you're not going to make it, you know, I made it. So don't give up. Haters are only insecure and they, they don't want you to succeed. Because sometimes haters, there are some haters, they're very successful, but they, they hate to see that you have it. You, they don't want you to have as much as them. You can be below them. They'll be happy, but they don't want you to have more than them. Right. All right. So you heard it from Alex here. You guys want to start a business, just go out to the store, buy some buckets and some Windex. Get out there, put in the work, put in the hustle, put in the grind. Alex, we thank you for being on the on the podcast this week. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come in here and, and share with us your experience of coming to the U.S., um, starting from nothing and now very successful business owner. One more time, if anybody wants to uh, explore jujitsu, how do they find you? Uh, you guys can go to uh, my address. Is, uh, our business address is Gracie Humaita. We are located in 9333 R Boulevard, Suite 1100, Reno, Nevada. Or you guys can give me a call at 775-376-6229. Any questions or concerns, please feel free to give me a call. God bless you guys, and thank you very much for having me here. All right. Thanks for being here, Alex. And as we always say on this podcast, get your ass back to work.